Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everybody. The month of June is a great month for sports, and it's coming to an end. So get after it. Bet Online is where you need to be. From basketball to hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today, use your mobile device, join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before your next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Ex experts. Hey, baby. It's time to get in shape. It's time to go after it. It's time to commit. So you know what you need? You need a little ace in the hole. Something when your sweet tooth is just taking over and the only thing you can combat it with is something that tastes delicious and sweet. But why throw your diet overboard? That's why Magic Spoon is so important. Magic Spoon is more tasty. It's as tasty, if not more, than your favorite childhood cereals. But it has 13, 14 grams of protein and only 4 net grams of carbs in each serving. 140 calories. This stuff is awesome. And it's not just like protein powder added to junk. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Amazing, amazing flavors. I love fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cinnamon, cocoa, all of it. You can get a custom bum, excuse me, you can get a custom bundle. All you got to do, go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey to grab a variety pack. Try it today and be sure to use our promo code Mikey at checkout. You save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Mikey. Use the promo code Mikey and save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. All right, all right, all right. My babies, my babies. Uh, it is Mikey Likes You. I am the Mikey who likes you are the you who is liked. Uh, welcome. Awesome show today. Really awesome. Um, Jay Campbell is a friend of mine. I've known him for a long, long time. Um, he's really well-known, probably the most well-respected guy when it comes to hormone optimization in the world. All the big wigs in the fitness industry, when they want to talk testosterone replacement therapy or hormone optimization, he is the man they go to. He wrote the testosterone optimization Bible, uh, the uh, definitive TRT uh, handbook. He also wrote amazing diet and training books, um, the metabolic blowtorch diet. Um, he's, he's, you know, pushing 50 years old, shredded to the bone. He is also a guy who has made a tremendous transition in his life, not away from fitness, but has collected other aspects of fitness in a comprehensive way. He's really shifted into spiritual health, raising the collective spiritual vibration of the world. Does it sound like hippie nonsense? Absolutely. But give this guy a chance. He's not some man bun guru. He's, he's a meathead, and he's, he's an unashamedly a meathead. But he also is someone who's put in the effort to try to make us all be happier because I think it's a reality that we can collectively raise our consciousness together. And so I'm really excited about this, um, this here podcast, 
and I want you to give it a shot and please enjoy. This is Jay Campbell. By the way, all information regarding Jay Campbell at J, J-A-Y, C, the letter C, Campbell, uh, com. Michael, man, it's an honor to be here, man. I'm privileged and humbled. Um, so you and I go way back. Uh, I, I've probably known you close to 20 years uh, yeah. from the from the Gold's Gym Pasadena days. Uh, R.I.P. Gold's Gym Pasadena. I know, man, right? R.I.P. Damn. Even Gold's Venice. I mean, it, it, all of it. It's nuts. I know. It's it, well, the whole the whole world is in such a different place. But you know, you were one of those guys that I just was around, and I'd never been exposed to someone like that. There was this collection of dudes who just had their shit together, and it was I had this notion of like what a what a dumb meathead was, and you, amongst other people, kind of like opened my eyes to the fact that oh no no, there's this whole world of investing kind of the spiritual energy into becoming better, and it, and it really really changed me for the better, you know, so I have to thank you. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. And, uh, and I received that and thank you. And, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, I mean, I had mentors, you know, similar, no family, no family members, you know, but you know, bros, right. Like other guys that right. were very similar and their focus and their purpose, which was to help other guys. And I think, you know, it needs to be said, there's a lot of people in our community, you know, what I would call the bro community, which you and I are still, you know, connected to because we still have plenty of our bro friends, but right. um, they really do care about helping other bros, right? Like you can go into a gym anywhere in the world as a young guy, you know, skinny, you know, twiggy, whatever, and be like, hey, man, I'd, I'd love for you to like teach me. I want to look like you. And I, I'd say most guys that are there that are truly, you know, like us would help. And that's, you know, that was one of the things that I learned too in my growth and development as a, as a quote unquote lifter, you know, physique athlete. So, you know, I, a lot of people, obviously, as you know, as you already said, you know, there's a meathead association, there's a stigmata of like, you know, these guys are, you know, totally narcissistic and vain, but it's really not true. If you get into the culture and you really want to, you know, learn and develop from people that have been there and done that. Right. Right. And I, I mean, I love to, and I absolutely wouldn't want to waste the opportunity to talk to you and not talk about things like hormones and, and hair growth, hair regrowth and hair loss and all the things that the, the, the world has come to know you as an expert in. But one of the things I've, I've really found a tremendous amount of interest in is how you've really shifted in the last couple of years to making it a priority to, to commit yourself to raising the spiritual vibration of the collective. It's, it's somehow, somehow become something, something that, that you've, you've um, really kind of really devoted yourself to in the last couple of years. And I was just curious, like, what was the impetus for that? And then also, what is the, the meaning behind that? Yeah, it's a great question. And I appreciate it. Um, so the impetus. So I've always been, you know, in my private life, a seeker. You know, I've been reading like, you know, books on esoteric realm, mankind's search for meaning, ancestry, that stuff since I was like six, you know, really. I mean, I ran out of the back of Catholic Church and my dad chased me and he was like, where are you going? I go, not coming back there. You know, and I was so anywhere scared. but here. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Anywhere but here. Um, so I've always been, like I said, walking that seeker's path, but it was really the impetus of going to this guy, this Jay Campbell Razor Vibration guy was coming back from Peru. But, you know, as you can see, you know, behind me on the wall is all a bunch of oil paintings from when I went to, to the Sacred Valley with my wife and uh, our real estate sales director and his wife in July of 2019. And that place, you know, so transformed me. You know, people always ask me like, bro, did you, 
did you do a ceremony? You know, and I'm like, well, I'm a plant medicine, you know, I'm very experienced in using plant medicine, but we didn't do plant medicine over there. And it's the vibration of the sacred valley is just so high. The energy and frequency of that area is just, it moves so many people, as you know. Um, and we did do a ceremony on Lake Titicaca uh, with an indigenous uh, Quechuan. And dude, I, you know, I tell people this all the time. I don't care, you know. The, the lake kissed us in some like metaphysical way. Each of us felt the energy of the lake and we were all just like instantly crying. Like, and, and it was like spontaneous tears developed. And then, and that was towards the end of the trip. We were there for 13 days. And I swear to God, Mike, we came back. I was sitting on the plane. Uh, we flew from, to, um, you know, Cusco to Lima in Peru and then fly back from Lima to Los Angeles. And I just looked over at both of them and my wife sitting right next to me. And I said, the Jay Campbell testosterone guy and, you know, fitness and health optimization dude is dead and now it's all about raising consciousness and they're yeah. looking at me like okay bro you know my wife is kind of like uh how are you going to do that you know you have all these people i mean bro i have the biggest site in the world for testosterone yeah tot revolution was getting like sixteen thousand, you know to eighteen thousand unique visitors a month and it was very very growing and thriving i had all these relationships with doctors and i just was like I don't care consciousness so that we can end all this insanity on planet earth. And so, you know, that's when it started. And I, I came back and all my team found out and they were like, you're crazy. Why would you do this? And I'm like, you don't understand, but you will. And here we are today. And, you know, obviously my brand has grown since I made this choice. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, you know, even just from followers and impressions and all the other bullshit granular analytics that you can, you know, analyze, but I've made a dent in the consciousness space because I have, built now since then phenomenal relationships i mean bro i get a chance to speak to people like you yeah i mean well thank you uh not exactly a, a, a huge huge honor to talk to a guy like me but i do get what you're saying and i and i think that you know honestly it's very very important because you know people like to sit back you know from afar and throw stones at at the glass houses um and the internet makes it very easy but when you look at guys like Joe Rogan, for instance, who, who has become right. undoubtedly, unquestionably the most important broadcasting voice in the world right now, right. it's not just because he has big muscles and it's not because he is a commentator for the UFC. It's because the guy touches on something that especially a lot of young men are searching for, and that is this idea of purpose, this idea of adding substantial real tangible value to what we're doing here on earth as opposed to being pulled in all these different directions that always end up kind of being very unfulfilling um and and i i, I think it's really important that you what you're doing the work you're doing and i encourage everybody to kind of get involved in it i will be very honest and i hope that this only can um, add to people's experience with it i like anybody initially look at things like vibration and consciousness and roll my eyes because I'm a I'm a kind of a traditionalist macho American guy and I, I'm like oh that fucking hippie bullshit but the reality of it is like it's very true and the quality of your life is so greatly dictated about your perspective and your understanding of your consciousness um what what do you think especially now where I feel like people are so kind of spiritually bankrupt and and having such a hard time just dealing with the collective what are some of the easy kind of 
basic tips that we can apply right now just to make our day-to-day life better? Most people right now on this planet after last year, whatever you want to classify last year was, and then even into the beginning of this year, have had somewhat of a dark night of the soul. Regardless of where they are, what they're doing, they, you know, their world, their ecosystem, their livelihoods were shaken, most likely to the foundation or to the core in some you know, way of last year. And so I look at it as like a collective human or human, a humanity or humanistic standpoint of the dark night of the soul. So from that, the best thing that you can do is literally intend every day to serve others, serve creation and not serve yourself. And that is the biggest step. You know, again, if I look at to the vibrational field, like when you're in service to self, you're below what is called the line of integrity. Okay. The line of integrity is courage at 200. So essentially here's a great way to explain this. Most people to planet earth are still in service to self. They're in victimhood, regret, anxiety, despair, fear, a lot of fear, obviously due to the vaccine and due to the masks and all that stuff. But the best way to explain it so people can really understand it is like, if you're driving down the road and there is a car or a freeway, whatever, and there's a car on fire and there's a woman and a baby or a woman and a child in the car screaming, help us. Most people, and this is a sad testimony to humanity, but this is how you have said, you know what, saving this woman and her child is more important than my life and the preservation of my life. So that would be moving above the line of integrity. And it's scary to think this. And when, you know, when I say this, and I've done this on obviously many podcasts, and most people do not do jack shit. They stand there in a crowd. And like nowadays, it's so sad, they pull out their phones and they video it, right? And when you question these people, like, why are you not rendering aid? Why are you not trying to help this person who's dying? Most people, again, service to self mentality say, I'm not an EMT technician. I'm not trained in blah, blah, you know, insert whatever excuse. But a person who's in service to creation, again, up in the scale, and let's, if we're going to quantify it, let's just say you're 250 and higher, you're into 300, you're in willingness, forgiveness, optimism, acceptance. It's got all these synonyms for the levels of consciousness. You're going to do whatever, bro. A guy like you, a guy like me, we're going to jump out and we're going to help. Doesn't matter if we're not trained in neurology, right? We're going to save or attempt to save another person. Doesn't matter. Their life is more important than our life because that's where we are. And again, we're still in a place where humanity is not above the line of integrity as a collective. So so think of it like this. So they engineered this planetary-wide vibration of sheer fear, and then they created the V. Okay, we don't have to talk about that. But, you know, ultimately... It's the great spiritual test. They're basically asking people to choose between self-sovereignty, which is I'm empowered, I'm in charge of my body, nobody is dictating what I do to my body, and then the people that are in fear, where big brother, whatever, medicine, you know, big pharma, whatever you want to say, you know, is now in control of my body because they know best. And that's where we are. And that's not denigrating anybody or judging anybody because here's where I'm going to go spiritual, like, you know, spirituality on steroids. The only reason that we're here, all of us, is to evolve and to grow at a soul level. These physical bodies are literally not even, they're not real. They're manifested avatars for the spirit of us, our soul, our higher self, to ambulate in this dense third dimensional reality to, again, to evolve and grow. So here's the thing. If you, as a soul in a physical body, chose the V, that's fine. That does not make you smarter or dumber than you or me. It means that that is what your soul chose for evolution and growth. 
So the reality is that every single soul is walking the same path, Mike. We are all, as the great Walter Russell said in his book, The Secret of Light, we come out of the womb into the jungle and then the movement northward to the top of the mountain begins. And that is like, if we get into the cycles of life, you know, and regardless of whether people who watch this podcast believe in reincarnation or not, I mean, I can pretty much tell you that reincarnation exists. You know, I have gone deep metaphysically through meditation, through contemplation, through introspection, through plant medicine, and I have seen past lives in myself. Okay. I know that I have existed here, you know, as a fractal in many, many different lives, many probably different life forms too. That's a whole other conversation. But in reality, if we're here to evolve and grow our soul, every choice that a human being, I should say a human soul being, because I don't know if there's a lot of soul beings really here, but for a soul being, if you choose whatever, it's for evolution and growth. So those people who got the V are fine. That's what they needed at a soul level to learn and evolve from. And the people that are not are also learning and growing from choosing not to. And it's my opinion, and I have no way to really truly know this, that people that are not, who are again, empowered and sovereign, have just been through the meat grinder more times than the people that that choose the V have. And so we're all, again, at just different levels of conscious expansion and soul evolution. And so some people are just like, oh, well, I need the vaccine to learn and grow from this, you know? I need the contrast of what is coming from having this vaccine in my body so that my soul can register that and evolve and grow. And so there's, there's nothing wrong with doing it. You know, I mean, I, my whole family has chosen it, but my wife and my kids, there's no way you'd have to kill me. But that's, again, that's the choice that I've made. I don't judge anyone who's made another choice. Cause again, at the end of the day, dude, you get really, really deep with Hawkins. Everything is happening exactly as it's supposed to. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a great point, and I I really love the way that you put it because you have your take on what is best for you and your soul, and I, as well do I, and I think everyone does that. What what bothers me so deeply, and it, it genuinely does. I'm not just saying this for for lip service. Is that when people find that other people choose to do something that is in contrast to what they choose to do, that there is now this this immediate sense of warfare um, that, that we have to impose. And I, I do think that that has been an unfortunate side effect of this amazing development that is the internet and social media and things like people feel as if we have to join teams uh, so for, sad, and we, we're not on lifestyle teams. <laughs> so, so bro, so let's stop there. Cause that's beautiful, man. You can't say it any better than that. Like everything in this third dimensional reality is dualistic. When people talk about unity, you know, Hollywood has done a lot of great job of talking about unity, you know, through the movies, but unity is a soul aspect. Like, if God, which is the universe, you know, the universal field, the source consciousness, everything and anything, whatever you want to call God, you know, it's just this, you know, pure consciousness. Think of God as pure consciousness, not Santa Claus in a white robe with a gold avatar or scepter sitting in the clouds. That's not what God is, but that's what man-made religions have created so that man would disempower themselves and not realize that that energy and frequency of God is inside you through your higher self. We can talk about that if you want, but but in reality, we are nothing more than holographic fractals, again, at, the, at that soul level of the one source, the one creational force, energy. Dude, I'm reading a book right now about dolphins. I don't want to rabbit hole. 
Okay. But it's one of the most amazing books I've ever read. Dolphins are literally connected to human beings. They are another divergent form of humanity. Like this book is a new book and it's got so much science in it. But like they have done this research now with dolphins. Like they think now the key for us to get here is to understand the dolphins because the dolphins are fully telepathic. So the dolphins are all connected. Like dude, this isn't like, you know, I'm not some, you know, conspiracy theorist like giving you some wingnut theory. Like they now know that dolphins are telepathic. They read human thoughts. So imagine what the dolphins can tell us about this planet when we find out how to connect with them through communication, which we still don't understand. Right. You know, every dolphin, this book is phenomenal, by the way. I'll send you a link to it so you can get it. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Like every page, I'm just like, oh my God. But like I read this book like five years ago called um, The Four Principles of Creation by okay. this soul group called Omni. It's an amazing book. And in the book, on page like 30, it just came out of nowhere. They're like, oh yeah, once you once you guys figure out how to talk to the dolphins, everything will, all the do- the dualism will end so i got this dolphin book when i was in sedona in january and i haven't had a chance to get around to read it. i just started reading it like five days ago but i always go into these spiritual bookstores when i go travel and i literally just guide me and i'll buy four or five books and every single book by the way that i bought was insane it was profound but this is the last one that i read and i'm like now i know why this book was the last book but to back to the point i know i rabbit hole but the reality is is that we are at a soul level all unified all of us, even the people that we think are our enemies, you know, the people that would want to fight us on the street, like you said, from all of this, you know, d- divide and conquer dualism that has been created that, you know, you're an enemy of because you are so-and-so, you know, it's all BS. If you can right. get through the veneer of whatever it is that's the narrative that's weaving their mindset to keep them in this, again, this divide and conquer, you know, strat- stratum, um, you can end it. And I, I truly, as a guy who's half a glass half full uh, a very, you know, you know, I try to obviously be aspirational. I do see this ending. I, I feel like there's a little bit left. There's more darkness before there's ultimate dawn. But I really do see the golden age coming. I mean, I really can see the golden age coming. I mean, I'm working with so many people right now that have technologies that are just mind-blowing, that are just so close to getting into the mainstream. And so I feel like once that stuff is in the mainstream, dude, like all the rest of this nonsense will just slowly collapse. I, I too am an optimist and I, I really do believe, I agree with you. And I think that eventually, like you said, the pendulum's going to swing the other way where everyone, all of us, whether we like, what are your, your political, your social ideas are, they're going to realize that we're, we're falling into the trap that that ruling class that we can even debate as even human, right. that they're right. really not part of us. They've got us fighting each other, which is the worst. And none of them care about us, regardless of our political affiliation or religion or whatever. So I do think that someday that's going to happen, that that we're going to come to that conclusion. We'll all just kind of collectively raise ourselves. How far do you think away we are? To opinion. Do you think we're 10 years? Decade, yeah. I was going to say a decade. And and the reason I say that is because I genuinely believe that although there has been some latent kind of negative benefits or excuse me latent negative effects of kids becoming way more sensitive almost to the point of of fault i think the kids are just genuinely more sensitive and caring than they used to be oh 100 percent. i saw a high two high school kids on a skateboard this is probably a little over a year ago i was walking down the venice boardwalk and i saw these two kids skateboard up to a a a hobo a, 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 a transient he was begging for money 
and they skate up and they got in his face and I'm like, uh-oh. I just thought it, immediately I was like, it, when I was 16 and I was with my buddies, I hate admitting this. I was like, what happens here? And they're like, I'm the, those guys are going to fucking smash that guy's head with a skateboard. And they and they both looked at each other. They started talking. And one guy reached his pocket and started looking for it. And the other guy took off his belt and gave it to the guy because his pants were falling down. And I'm That's thinking, awesome. like, that just wouldn't happen in 1996 with teenage kids riding a skateboard. It's totally true. And I have it in my own house, man. My 13 and 11 year old daughter, they, you know, they, 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 they bicker at each other, you know, um, but they love each other so much and they right. would give each other, you know, and, and I, and I see them, you know, in public and, you know, dude, like guys like you and I, we laugh because like these younger people today, like, especially boys, like they've never been in fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, we used to be like, how could you've never been in a fight? You've never been hit in the face, you know, but it's like, it's part of this shift. It really is, you know, and it's hard to admit this, but humanity really is going up in consciousness and care and concern for fellow human beings. And again, it's all relevant and quantifiable through this, but it's hard because you're right. I mean, you know, coming from like where you and I grew up, like in the nineties and the early two thousands, like it was a much more masculine, aggressive, you know, machismo world than it is now. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think the masculinity and, and being a strong alpha role model male is a bad thing at all. I'm, I'm obviously highly supportive of that, but I also like the idea that men can be in touch with their divine feminine side and that sure. they can show feminine energy and they can show emotion and they can show concern and real passion to help, you know, or compassion is a better word than passion, but um, it, it's true, bro. It is happening. You know, these, whatever they are, the overlords, they can do whatever they want, bro, but they can't stop the field. And what I mean by that is the consciousness field. And let me, let me give you one other point that I left off is that those same guys who said that it was 51 on April 4th now said that it's back over the line of integrity in two months. The greatest move in human consciousness in, ever in recorded history in the last two months. So we're back to 207. So we're above courage, but obviously we got to get to 250 collectively and they also said too which i thought was mind-blowing was that um they have tested the conscious intent of the vaccine makers and not a single vaccine maker that was tested tested above five so when people <laughs> like watch podcast it's crazy so when people watch this podcast the truth of from the highest vibrational humans on planet earth is that whatever it was done by it was definitely done to reduce the population you, you can't you can't really debate that you know whether or not it actually happens or not because my argument is and I can't prove this but my argument is is that they're just doing gene therapy on the population meaning that like for every ten people that get the V only three of them are mRNA vaccines some of them are sugar water and again it's just my opinion but it doesn't make sense that so many people who get it instantly go into heart palpitations and all these irregular heartbeat issues and stuff like that and then other people have no issue so my my it is strange my, yeah. My yeah, my explanation for that is that they're 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 literally Russian rouletteing the population. Um, to 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 discuss kind of like making it a comprehensive uh, attack, if you will. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree with you more, and I and I, I I support everything you're saying, and I encourage everyone to really take the time and maybe even humble themselves to investigate the idea of raising consciousness and and these things that are looked at as alternative thought. Ooh, and I get that. Yeah. But we also can't deny that you got to make money. 
you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay the bills. You gotta, you know, set yourself, your kids up with a college fund and things. So there is a certain narrow margin of things like materialism and, 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 you know, uh, being a good capitalist that you, you do got to do to kind of make, to kind of increase the consciousness incrementally. You got to also engage in what would not be considered necessarily conscious driven stuff. How, how do you find the balance in doing that? Things like, like you said, I mean, our body, our body, for instance, it's just a, it's just an avatar, but at the same time, it's good to put in the effort to take care of the body. And, and you know what I'm saying? So how do you, how do you balance it all? Awesome question, man. So I just finished a book about three months ago, uh, two months ago, but I've been going through it in some of my webinars and podcasts that I've been doing from my private group uh, called uh, Spiritual Partnership. Journey to Authentic Power. It's by Gary Zukov. You know, he's a famous author. He wrote the yep. book, The Dancing Wooly Masters, which is the quantum physics breakdown for lay people. Uh, and he did a great job. And, you know, Gary is extremely amazing human being. You know, he's had, he's been on Oprah um, and he hasn't written anything in a long time. But that book, I highly recommend people read it right now because it was written in 2011, but it was so irrelevant in 2011 because the field was nowhere close to being ready for it. So it just, again, that was one of the books that I picked up in the bookstore in Sedona, which was random. But the book is, to answer your question, the book proves that all of this third dimension. Okay, so let me take a step back. So everything that you were just talking about is third dimension consciousness. And that is, we have to have a job, we have to pay money, we have to pay our bills, we have to get set up our kids, we have to you know have a future, we have to have retirement, all that stuff. So he says that, you know, that's the balance is that those relationships, those contracts, those agreements, those things that were created in the third dimensional aspect of existence are slowly dying away. And remember, he wrote this in 2011. And now we have to merge that, that realm, because it is real, as you said, with spiritual partnerships. And when he talks about spiritual partnerships or, or defines them is that in the third dimension, which is five century perspective focused on what we can contribute individually again service to self in the spiritual partnership multi-sensory perception and relationships multi-dimensional things just so think of it so we'll think of it as 3d versus 5d you're more about how can i contribute to the greater good it doesn't matter what my individual contribution is if again i'm here to service creation at my highest and best capacity regardless of what i do so he says those third dimensional attachments will just inevitably fall away. But to go back to your question, right now to pay your bills and to do the things that third dimension mandates, and again, it's all slowly falling away. I mean, we could even make an argument. Well, let me let me make a bigger. I just did a podcast with Dr. Jack Cruz. You know, the guy's brilliant. You know, crypto, cryptology, whatever he calls himself. You know, the neurological surgeon. He's all into blockchain and Bitcoin. He calls it, the way he classifies it is, is he, he's much more materialist. He says, decentralized banking, which is obviously the Federal Reserve and fiat currency, and then decentralized, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, centralized banking and centralized um, healthcare, which is the sick care system and then the current financial system, all collapsing, and then decentralized healthcare and decentralized financing, which is obviously Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto, and then the stuff that you know, I'm a part of, which is help optimize healthcare, you know, set, uh, personalized control, right? Like right. I am the doctor and the scientific scientist of my own health. So he quantifies them like that. He's like, where are you going to align? Are you going to put all your chips in the, you know, centralized 
financial banking system, which we all know is collapsing with fiat money that's worthless. And then of course the sick care allopathic medicine model that's already done, or are you gonna attach yourself to blockchain and being your own scientist and working with cash pay doctors? He's like, that's where we are from a conscious standpoint. So to your question, if you're working in a third dimensional capacity right now from a job standpoint to pay your bills or whatever, make sure that whatever it is you're doing, you're doing it at literally your highest and best capacity focused on the service to the all. So again, whether you're a janitor at a high school or you're a CEO of a tech company, are you making decisions for yourself or are you making decisions at the highest and best for the collective right. humanity? So that's, that's kind of how you divide it. You know, for example, I'll give you my personal story, which, you know, if we want to get to it, we can talk about, right? Like I'm building a company that literally sells products that are golden age products, right? People have had for thousands of years, problems with their hair and skin and all these big pharma solutions usually have side effects and problems and, and basically don't work and drain you of money because they're so expensive. And here we are, this disruptive threat that create products that literally work and don't cause hormonal system disruption, don't cause side effects or you know biomedical issues. And so it's like, what do I do? Am I focused, Mike, on making money and selling my company for $100 million? Or am I focused on serving as many people as possible and keeping my costs low so that everyone can benefit from them at some point, whether you're, again, you're a janitor or the CEO? So it comes down to your intent. Is your intent loving and conscious or is it self-serving reactionary, emotional, and negative. And one of the things that Zukov says in the book, which you know I love, is that he says, all of us have to work on becoming the neutral observer, right? Get to the fulcrum, get to the center point where everything that happens to you in the course of a day, you can observe again as neutral from a neutral position and say, do I choose to respond to this input with loving intention or do I uh, react, so it's not a cho choice, it's a reaction of emotion, which is usually out of fear to create negativity. Now, another example, right? Like guys like you and I, we can respond to emails or to comments or to people who leave stuff in, in a loving fashion and choose to think about how we want to respond to them, or we can react and instantly respond. And it's usually based out of fear or negativity because we're getting into their vibration of like whatever nonsense they said to us, which was obviously negative if that's how you're responding. So like, you got to get to a point where you are completely in control of your life as the neutral observer and you choose, and again, we're human, the ego gets in the way, but you choose at least eight times out of 10 to respond with loving intention. So that's where you got to go. And, and realistically, it's that's that's the easiest answer is like, are you choosing to respond with loving intention or are you reacting out of fear with negative thoughts or habits or comments? Yeah, I, I think intent is something that is, is so overlooked with everything in life. I mean, I think about back to trying to get off drugs and, and alcohol when I would try to get clean because a judge made me versus when I was trying to get clean because I wanted to live a fulfilling life, it was a vast difference. And it was all just the separation. I went to the same places. I did the same stuff. Exactly um, right. But the intent was so greatly different that it made all the difference in the world. And I think if you go to the gym with the intent of like, I just know that I should be working out because I'm supposed to and I don't feel very comfortable in my body, blah, blah, blah. 
or I'm going to do deadlifts and I'm going to do some interval training and I'm going to write down everything that I do and I'm going to beat the logbook. You know what I'm saying? Like there's that idea of intent and it, it is so greatly um, underappreciated, you know? And that's, that's beautiful, dude. And that's exactly what the book is talking about. Like everything is intent, you know? I mean, I, I could go like super metaphysical and I could say that like, again, going back to who we are as beings, you know, these soul beings in this physical avatars. I mean, you know, Walter Russell and other great, you know, spiritual gurus and sages over the ages have basically said when they went as deep as they could that like, we aren't even anything, but, you know, standing waves, you know, oscillating, vibrating electrons of the divine mind. And the only thing that separates us is that will and intention. So if you in this third dimension, you know, no, we can talk a little bit about quantum physics and manifestation, but in this third dimension, this is, and I've, and I've done many conversations or had many you know, comments about this, but how you know it's a simulation is that in this third dimensional aspect, the only way that each person can continue to create their reality, become a reality creator is because this dimension is simulated. Because if it wasn't a simulation, then no one would ever be able to create their reality, right? You would just be a zombot on a treadmill, right. you know, going through until it flipped or inverted or shifted or whatever. And as you and I both know, you coming off drugs, my dark nights of the soul, which I'm, you know, I've had many, um, you with a thought can literally create a new reality. You know, the great author, Neville Goddard, spiritual authors talks about imagining the wish fulfilled. I am, insert, whatever you want to be at your highest and best, and then acting like that. And so last night you came out of jail, you know, you're, you're a crackhead, a meth head, whatever, but now I'm not that guy anymore. And I am through my actions and my words and my thoughts, I'm going to be the wish fulfilled. Right. That proves to me, and again, I'm you know, borrowing this from smarter people than me, that we are in a simulation because knowing that we're in a simulation gives each of us the ability to continually recreate our reality. And you can't recreate your reality if it wasn't a simulation. So you would just be stuck in that loop, that repetitive loop. You know, I, I, I think, you know, you touched on something so important and I already, uh, you know, kind of further substantiated your point about intention, but also it's, it's, it's perspective. And I think that, you know, I deal with so many kind of clients or, or just people on, Twitter and Instagram who who text me and they'll say and I and I can't I mean in not so many words they say the same thing over and over again. I can't ex I, I would love to lose weight. I would love to be have my own pockets. I would love to fill in the blank, but I know that I can't do that. That's not for me. I'm not that type of person. I'm 350 pounds. There's no way I could look like you. So I'm just hoping, can I can you help me lose 30 pounds? And I go, no, 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 no. Change your fucking outlook because you can do that. Everything is for everyone. Now, granted, I'm five foot ten and never been a very talented leaper. Would I ever be an NBA basketball player? Of course not. But, but to just say, like for instance, when I was in high school, right? I, I honestly just believed I was the kid that sat in the back of the class, and as long as I shut the fuck up and didn't let the other kids who intended on going to college and doing good stuff. If I didn't get in their way, I'll get a C and no one, I never in my mind, and I believe that that rubbed off on the teachers as well. They just took it into their, your college and smart people stuff. That's not for you. 
100% of that wasn't because of my intellectual capacity. It was because that was the mind frame that I had. I never told myself that I was that kid. And bro, quantum physics proves, the Heisenberg principle proves that what is observed is created on the other outcome. So it takes two to tango. So you created that reality and then transferred through thought transference, essentially telepathy, into the teachers and the other role models or mentors or peers in your life that that's who you were. And that's absolutely true. That's right. 100% true. So if you, you've heard you know, the adage, if you believe it, you can perceive it. And if you perceive it, you can achieve it. But you have to, in the third dimension, you have to take massive action. And so I always say, right, like, what are the three things that create reality? Well, again, words, thoughts, and actions. So make your words conscious. And we can talk about words because, as you know, dude, words are very powerful. Words even create spells. Your thoughts focused and your actions massively, I used to say massive, massively intentional, but now I say massively lovingly intentional. Because love is the energy and frequency of all things. If you're in love from a conscious standpoint, and that right by the way to quantify that is 500 on the field. 540 is unconditional love. Here's another good way to say what is unconditional love. And you'd already know this, but people will say, Jay, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm following you. This is starting to make sense to me. But explain to me how I experience unconditional love in my life every day. What? Give me one simple thing. And bro, this is so simple. You come home. Well, I mean, it's not simple if you don't have a dog or a cat, but you come home to your dog or your cat and your dog and your cat are literally right there with you, giving you unconditional love because they are literally instinctually wired to be subservient to their human host. And especially with dogs, right? When a dog is wagging its tail, it's 600 field of consciousness. It's literally at pure bliss and peace. Yeah. The dog is. So to understand unconditional love, and I tell people this all the time, I don't care how stressful your day is, go and be with your dog. And if you want to make it more advanced, take your dog into nature and sit in the grass or the field or an ocean and connect to the energy and frequency of planet Earth. Because bro, planet Earth is alive. It's conscious. By far the best planet. I, I, everyone always is like, we want to go travel to this, uh, amongst the, amongst the stratosphere. Go to, I've seen Mars Rover. Uh, it fucking sucks. And I've seen the satellite pictures of other planets. Earth kicks so much ass compared to other planets. It's a school, man. Earth is truly a school. We incarnate into this dense field again, to evolve and grow our soul. And you're right. I mean, it's the place where probably the leading souls come to, to challenge themselves because it really is a place where it's all contrast. You can't grow without contrast. And think of this, and you know this, but think of all the people who literally want to live their life without change. They want it easy. They want the same shit day in and day out. And it's like, duh, the only thing that's guaranteed in life is change. Right. So why are you going to resist what is the most important part of being alive in an avatar body? Yeah. Hey, let me take a real quick break to talk to you about something important, and that is nicotine. Nicotine has a taboo. Nicotine doesn't need to have a taboo. It shouldn't have a taboo because nicotine, the drug by itself, in and of itself, is amazing. It helps with appetite control. It has amazing cognitive benefits. But a lot of times, you know, 
to get nicotine in your body, you got to torture it with, you know, vaping or smoking or chewing tobacco. But with Lucy, there's no need. Finally, a tobacco alternative that doesn't suck. Lucy lozenges and gum are fantastic. Four milligrams of almighty nicotine in the three different flavors of gum, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. All of them taste fantastic, as well as the cherry ice flavor lozenge. Four milligrams, an excellent uh, uh, kind of therapeutic dose of this fantastic drug that is nicotine all within a very safe alternative to smoking. It's 2021. Time to ditch it. Ditch that vape pen. Ditch the cigarettes. Ditch ditch the chewing tobacco. Please, I beg you. Mikey likes you listeners. Go to lucy.co. Use promo code Mikey. Get 20% off all products, including gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use promo code Mikey. Uh, By the way, I have to read this disclaimer. This product does contain nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is, in fact, an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, be sure to use the promo code Mikey. I, I have, I have a, a, another quick question for you. and I, I never have been able to put my finger on the answer, but it's something I've always pondered about. And that is, you know, you, you're looking for this enlightenment. You're looking for this growth of the consciousness, the spiritual growth. At the same time, you're looking to kind of make your mark on a day-to-day basis in, in this world as we know it. There, you certainly don't want to engage in things that bring you suffering, but yet in order to grow, there's going to be discomfort. There's right. going to we can't just run away from anything that makes us feel bad because there's going to be some adversity. There's going to be some discomfort and 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 some feelings of uh, 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 that we got to fight through. How can you, how do you, how do you find that balance where it's like, I'm avoiding the stuff that just genuinely is, is, is painful with no, with no kind of growth there. And then, but also going headstrong into the stuff that you got to kind of just buck up and, you know, bite down on your mouthpiece for. So another great point, great question. So I would have given you a totally different answer 10 years ago. Um, I feel again, you know, if, Right now, when you get to a place, and by the way, everybody is, again, walking at different rates and speeds on the spiritual seeking path, right? So a lot of people who are going to watch this podcast are going to turn it off. You know, it's like when you read the first book from Dr. David Hawkins, which is Letting Go, or the, the book for newbies, he says in the first intro, you know, in the prologue, it says, if you have read to this point right now and you are completely disinterested, that's fine. Put this book away and come back to it in five years. Because spiritually and soul evolution and growth wise, you are going to continue as you travel through the planet, through your earth school, as I call it, you're going to be more heightened towards coming back to that, um, you know, spiritual seeking component, because that's because everyone is, even the people out there that are involved in like, you know, ritual satanic abuse and child molestation, all that stuff like that's just a part of them experiencing the left-hand path for growth, right? Like this negative, dark shit that you and I don't want to talk about. But again, it's there. So that's still for soul evolution and growth. And I would argue that all of us at various points in our life paths and our multiple times that we've come back into the earth school have experienced these horrible things. Again, and we're defining it as horrible, but if it's for evolution and growth to learn that this isn't what you want to do to truly evolve, then it's really still beneficial. I know that right. sounds weird and people might attack me, but that's from a master's perception. You know, you're not attached to that. It's just a statement of like everything is a part of evolution and growth. But to your question, you have to not. OK, so the statement of what you resist persists 
you have to get to a point where as you go through your life, now hopefully you're focused on creating something, right? Because like most people today, unfortunately, not from our generations, but a lot of the younger kids who grew up with technology, right? Not me and you, but people who literally grew up with the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, it's harder for them because things are so easy. You know, there's an answer for this. There's Google for that, Alexa for that, you know, Siri, you know, they can ask the question. They don't have to do the work, Right to gain the answer. They can just get the answer. There's a debate of whether the answer is even right or not anymore now, because they're like obviously shifting belief patterns. But if you go through your life and you have a plan, whatever it is, your plan is like, I'm going to enjoy my life. Everything is going to work out. That's part of the divine plan. And Mike, what I mean by that is, is God knows I was not this person. I mean, I did not get to this level until I was 44, you know, and you asked me in the very beginning, you know, what, what put you on this path? I mean, obviously Peru did, but meeting my wife mm-hmm. after I had my, you know, second dark night of the soul and went to jail and had my kids kidnap me and had all these charges put up against me that were fake. You know, it was meeting her and her teaching me about doing inner work and working on my inner game. You know, the whole, you know, conversation you and I had when you were on my podcast was, was like, you know, I look this way. I look amazing, but like, I'm doing this because I hate myself inside, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, it's like, she would say that to me. She would be like, dude, you look so good on the outside, but what about your inner game? And I remember looking at her like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. So it's like from her, I, I learned this stuff and I started working on myself and that was, you know, seven years ago and here I am now, but to your, to your question again, it's like, you're focused on doing something, creating something, whatever it is, music, art, you're, podcaster you're a blogger you write books whatever just go through life and stop resisting what happens to you because i know up until i was 44 i was defining things that happened to me as negative if it didn't work and now from my place now again is the neutral observer in most things i look back on those things that caused massive growth and you know contrast and you know sitting in jail and losing everything which was nothing those were the greatest moments for me those were the real benefit because that's where I was like, holy shit. Like I can actually now look at these from, you know, the perspective perception and perspective I have now is like all those moments grew me to the beat to become the person that I am. So ergo, if you are a 25 to 35 year old man or woman watching this podcast right now, just chill. Like everything that's happening to you is part of your soul's evolution and growth. And it's literally a learning opportunity. If you look at it as such, Right. And God, man, I wish I could go back and I could like actually observe from the moment in time or right around that moment in time that it happened. That, like, dude, like, how do I grow from this? And again, I'm not saying you will. And maybe that's part of the journey. The part of the journey is you got to get to 40 years of age. And at 40 is like when you start like, you know, really realizing that like, wow, this has been a gift. You know, every moment has been a gift. You know, I didn't choose to be grateful in every moment, but now I can look at it and say, fuck, this is amazing. You know, and then, you know, this, I mean, I don't want to get cliche, but like you have to have a spiritual, it's not even spiritual, but a mindfulness practice. You have to wake up every morning and be at least somewhat determined on doing something that silences your mind from the bullshit. Because there's so much bullshit, bro. There's so much noise. I don't care what you do. If you cannot shut it off and be focused on the things that are greater than you, which is, again, is the energy and frequency of the universe, consciousness. And how do you do that? Simplest way, dude, is just go out in the backyard with your dog. Yeah. In the grass with your dog and don't have headphones on or your cell phone or 
anything and just literally observe and listen to nature. I mean, that, that changes everything for everybody. And in that point, you know, when you're listening for five to 10 minutes, that's when, that's when your consciousness really opens up. That's when you start communicating with your higher self. That's I tell self. everyone I, that wants any type of like health and fitness advice. I always tell them like walking is the best human form of exercise. I know it doesn't sound hardcore enough, but on, on top of just the benefit of keeping the, the blood moving and stuff, I go, go outside every day and, and just do your walks with no headphones, like you said, and really try to connect with the world outside of our screens and our house, our houses. And stuff. And it's it's about as therapeutic as any SSRI you could buy. You know? um, but yeah, dude, I mean, every single morning, regardless of whether I train or I don't train, and I only train three days a week, you know, I do cardio on my non-training days in the morning, I go outside and I sit at like 6.45, depends on the time, you know, it can be 6.30, it's, it's, it's never later than 7 a.m. And with my dog, and I'm literally sitting on a lounge chair, and I'm just staring into the sun, right. you know, I don't even have, because, you know, this is like the early morning, I mean, my eyes are closed, right, but I'm just letting the infrared of the morning, you know, rays, you know, it's a very low frequency modulation ray, just hit my body, and now I'm just, I'm closed off, I'm not thinking about anything. And if I, you know, start meditating or something like that, I do. Sometimes I don't have enough time to really focus on it, but that's all I do. And every single day I get answers, you know, I get insights. And again, you know, we didn't talk about this and we can real quick, but your God in you. And, you know, by the way, like for the, for the Christians, like, you know, me and you, and most of our listeners that are Christians, you know, like they've been brainwashed by a lot of nonsense in the Christian teachings. And the truth is, is that Yeshua, AKA Jesus, whoever you want to call who that spiritual avatar being is, you know, said that God, the greatest statement that ever came from that mouth was the kingdom of God is inside. It's the the statement is within. And to understand what that means, it literally means to commune with your higher self, which is God, Jesus, whatever you want to call it. That's what is inside you. And that is your intuition. And when you listen to your intuition and genuinely connect with your intuition, through, again, these works that we're talking about, walking in nature every day, you will make far less, quote unquote, mistakes. You will be centered in your life. You will have better relationships with people that you love and care for and just humanity at large. But when I go outside now, like, I'm not looking to fight people. Yeah. You know, this guy taught me, this guy taught me, like, the best thing you could ever do to be a conscious co-creator is to never cut anyone off in traffic. Like, just be the neutral observer and accept and allow everything that happens to you. And just be like, like you said with those kids, right? Like, you're like, oh, shit, man, they're about to throw down. There's going to be war. And it's like, wow, you know, these kids are just like walking up into the energy and frequency of love. And now they're cool and they're blowing it out and stuff like that. So it's like, if you just go about your life with the idea that everybody is not your enemy, and then everybody has a potential connection, a friendship, a relationship, a business partnership, whatever. I mean, your life is so much easier. But again, Absolutely. it's resistance, bro. It's the resistance. We have resistance. It's our ego. Our ego wants us to survive. Our ego keeps us separate. It doesn't want us to think that we are all unified, that we are really, really just God or, you know, as my good friend Huna Flash, the Lemurian shaman says, we're light in action. 
we are nothing more than light in action, but the ego wants us to keep us in survival programming where it's me, 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 right? So it's like you, your ego is going to keep you alive, right? When you cross the street, your ego is going to make you check twice, but you got to keep your ego in check. You got to let your ego only respond when it's life or death, you know, and we don't, you know, we're not walking on the, the Serengeti anymore with saber tooths behind every quarter. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like nowadays, like, when do you really need your ego? Only when you want to act like a douche. Right. Don't use your ego. Yeah. No, that's, that's a, I mean, honestly, that's an excellent point to end on. JCCampbell.com is the website for Mr. Campbell. Uh, he mentioned the Acer Customs uh, products earlier in the show, and I can stand behind them immensely. Some of the best peptide-driven uh, skin and hair products you will find in the world. Um, Acer Customs, again, is the name of the product. You can find all that information there at jccampbell.com, uh, as well as uh, the Metabolic Blowtorch Diet, Living an Optimized Life. Uh, uh, God, you bought, you had probably, what, two dozen books under your name? I wish, man. I got six. I do have a couple courses coming, though, but for all yeah. your audience and listeners, uh, brother, I love you, and I appreciate you. This has been a profound podcast. I really did not expect this to be this awesome today. That's what I love about Mike, because he never tells you what is going to happen. He just says, bro, we're going to roll, and it's going to be great. Yeah, but, uh, I want to have a conversation. I don't want to have some pre-planned nonsense. <laughs> it's so good. So jaystcampbell.com, as you already said, forward slash free books, and you can download the Blowtorch Diet. You can download the TOT Bible, and then we also have now two amazing pdfs on spirituality and consciousness conscious uh enhancement uh they're there for free so just go there download the pdfs and uh the, the, there will be a podcast i think with this guy mike catherwood up there probably pretty soon. very very soon i hope yes <laughs> thank you man i really do appreciate it i appreciate you too brother all right there you go he's a good dude I like Jay Campbell a lot. You heard him mention the hair regrowth products. I know I get a lot of questions about it, and I just wish I could answer it more um, competently, but I can't. But Jay can. He knows his stuff. He has a company, ASEER, A-S-E-I-R Custom, ASEER Custom. And their stuff is about as good as it gets. Oxana Grow, I've used it. It made my hair thicker, and I am I was not, you know, in, in, in any threat. I, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying that, his Oxanagro stuff, if you use it, it really will give you thicker, more full hair. And then I personally use his bundle for cosmetics. Um, it's a copper peptide um, cream and serum called uh, Sky Blue. Sky Blue and Royal Blue. It's all it's all there at ACR Custom. I can't recommend this stuff enough. In fact, Jay, Jay hit me up after the podcast we were done. He said, if you guys put in Mike C, M-I-K-E-C, Mike C, in the checkout, you can uh, save yourself 15%. So that's pretty dope. ACR Customs. Um, thanks again to Jay Campbell. Everyone, if you want more information, if you want more guidance, you want more help, uh, my Patreon is always available for you at all tiers. Uh, just look on Patreon for Mike Catherwood. And in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember, I do. Be good, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.